0: So high right now. Anything's possible. Oh my mama. Oh my mama, made it possible. Rain and Jays back with the vengeance back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. Ooh. This is the truth like 34. Yeah. This like walking in the garden when you hear the roars Hey there, welcome back to the Locked Celtics podcast. I want to thank you for making this show part of your daily routine. Whatever it is that you're doing right now at this moment, whatever it is, wherever you're going, whether you're in the shower, in the car, at the gym, just want to say hi. If you're in the hospital, like Justin, at AusCelticsFan on Twitter, like, dude, be careful, man. But I appreciate you sending the photo Of you in the emergency room in Australia, with the podcast playing, that was amazing. Uh, Whatever it is, thank you for making the show part of your daily routine. Even if you're watching on YouTube, thank you. Really appreciate the YouTube subscribers. We're hitting a, a big milestone for a new YouTube show: 500 subscribers. That that's big for you know a show that's a few weeks old. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. And I am the author of The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, this book right here that I'm holding up on the YouTube channel. Uh, It's a book that is available everywhere books are sold. It's on my website, johncorrales.com. For sale, $30 gets you a signed copy. Now, I should specify that the $30 is for domestic shipping in the U.S. I will ship it outside of the U.S. It's going to cost more. I hate to say it, but it is going to cost more. So depending on where you are, I will I will ship it to you. That's not a problem, but just know that it's not going to be thirty dollars. It'll be a little bit more, and depending on where you are, I'll figure it out. I'll let you know what it's what it costs, and we'll go from there. So uh, shout out to the people who have ordered it internationally. Love you for that. Love the international listeners. I love everybody, but the international listeners. I mean, you're you're just in a different. World, When you're watching the Celtics basketball, it's, it's, it's kind of nuts to see to see how uh, how early you guys get up or how late you stay up to watch Celtics games. It's really it's really wild um, in today's game, in, in today's in today's game. Jeez, in today's podcast, waiting for game three for uh, between the Boston Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets on Friday. This is the Thursday show. Later on Thursday, there's going to be a practice. There was no practice on Wednesday, so just kind of flying blind a little bit. The Celtics had nothing new, and frankly, I don't know if you feel the same. You're, I started watching that game again, and I'm I'm really paying attention, like I'm trying to figure out what's going on with Jason Tatum, and really trying to break things down. And then it hit me. I was like, "What the hell am I doing here? What am I doing? What?" why am I, what am I going to figure out? What am I going to figure out with this team right now? That Brooklyn is a lot better than the Celtics team. Like, let's just keep it real. I And I, I will pour through as much game film as I can, but what am I going to learn from Jason Tatum, just bricking shots against the Brooklyn Nets? And he was aggressive. He was taking shots and, and all of the same stuff that we saw, there, there, there's no formula here for the Celtics to 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 make some sort of like grand turnaround. They did run some plays. I said in yesterday's show, like, oh, I didn't see them really running any plays. It just looked in the fast-paced, like craziness of it, that it's like what what plays were they running? They did try to run some plays, but those didn't go anywhere. And The only thing I can say as far as adjustments, like this this is the big, like what adjustments can the team make? The adjustments that the Celtics can make is hoping that Brooklyn misses. And one of the questions that I got on my weekly Q&A on Boston Sports Journal was, how does a team full of ISO guys pass the ball so much when the Celtics, who are also like, heavy isolation what why don't they pass the ball enough and the answer is they have three of the best isolation players in the world and they're all passing to each other and Jason Tatum without Jalen Brown there has been kind of trying to pass like who's he passing to Kevin Durant gets the ball on the break and looks up and says oh there's James Harden oh there's Kyrie Irving I'm going to give it to James Harden or Kyrie Irving because any basketball player on the planet would say, oh, James Harden is open. Let me give him the ball. Oh, Kyrie, Kyrie's open? I'm going to give Kyrie the ball. And then Kyrie gets the ball. Is like, oh, they're really overreacting to me. Whoa. Well, Joe Harris is right there in the corner and he's maybe the second best shooter in the NBA this season. I'll just give it to him. You can shoot the ball. Like there's that's why the the Brooklyn Nets with all of their isolation heavy talent move the ball because they trust the guy that they're passing to. And as I said in yesterday's show, Jason Tatum doesn't really, I don't think, trust the guys that he's passing to. If if I'm in Jason Tatum's head, I'm thinking, well, I can try to do this myself because I'm Jason Tatum. And I'm potentially an all NBA guy, or I can give it to Marcus smart. Who's a 33% three point shooter and nothing against Marcus smart, but I kind of trust myself right now. And one of the lessons, and I'll talk about this a little bit in the next segment that I hope comes out of this is this trust thing. I hope the Celtics can learn to trust each other. Now, Jason Tatum is probably going to play in Game 3. Brad Stevens was on the radio, 98.5. He was on uh, Zolak and Bertrand or something. I think that was the show. And he basically said that he the last he saw was that Tatum was going to play. Now, Mike Gorman was on a show earlier that morning, yesterday morning, and he said, I think Tatum's done for the series. Now, normally I would take Mike Gorman's word for it, but he's not traveling with the team, so unfortunately, I don't know how much Gorman is in the know here. He might be because he's Mike Gorman and he knows a lot. But I, I think the Celtics are just going to like if if Tatum can play, or if Tatum's like okay and he can see he's fine, he's like they're gonna they're gonna put him out there. So there's no reason to think that Jason Tatum is going to to miss Game Three. So like I said, let's get into some of the lessons that I hope are learned from this series, including the trust that's going to come up. I want to touch on one thing that was said uh, after the game. And Kyrie Irving talked about the, you know, he hopes that there's no racism, no subtle racism. And I've been asked this question a couple of times on Boston Sports Journal. It's come up. It's around town. And the only thing that I'm going to say here is, since I just I just want to address it and get it out of, out of the way, is that I don't think it's the place of a non-black person to comment on whatever experiences a black person has had with racism. No matter what Kyrie has said before about experiencing it in Boston, no matter what he's saying now, it's not up to me to speculate why he's saying it. Whether he's experienced it, if he says he's experienced it, then, then I'm going to take him at his word and I hope that that's, that's something that had been dealt with. Um, I'm not in a position to sit here and I don't think anybody who has not experienced uh, racism from the perspective of, you know, if you're not a black person, this is, this is not your conversation. This is not the conversation. There are plenty of black voices, prominent black voices in Boston that are having this conversation and and they're the people that we should be listening to. And so if anybody came here to this podcast, looking for my reaction to what Kyrie said, this, I'm not, I'm not the guy. I'm not going to participate in this. It's not my place to participate in this. No one wants to hear my opinion. No one needs to hear my opinion. This is not my purview. Okay. I'm going to, so I'm I'm just going to step aside This conversation. This is this is a sensitive thing. Racism in America exists, racism in Boston exists. It's a very complicated issue. I think it's a conversation that needs to be had. It needs to be faced head on. I believe in all of that. But in the in the terms of how Kyrie Irving brought it up and how that's been experienced in that conversation, I think that's a conversation for for other people to have. So that's all I want to say on. On Kyrie Irving. Going to talk about more with the Celtics coming up and in the third segment by the way, going to talk about Brad Stevens, his offense and one thing that in watching the game film that I did kind of wonder is whether this read and react thing just needs to go. I'm going to talk about that in the third segment First, this show is brought to you by rockauto.com Rock Auto is the place to go to get anything you need for your car whatever it is no matter how complicated no matter how simple do you need uh, windshield wipers do you need floor mats do you need parts for your engine whatever it is rockauto.com has you covered and they have a remarkably easy to navigate a website where the, their catalog is, it's a very simple drop down menu where you can pick all of the things that you need for your car don't bother going to one of those strip malls uh, the, the, the chain stores because the the time it takes to get there to drive there to give the person behind the counter the information and for that person behind the counter to go to whatever limited shelf space it takes to go and figure out here, here's the box of this here's what you need by the time you do all of that you can already have it ordered on rockauto.com and have it be on its way and you don't have to waste your time and you'll have saved a ton of money by doing so. So check out rockauto.com. They are a family business. They've been doing this for over 20 years. Their prices are remarkably low. And when you go and you check it out and you do order something, make sure you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box. That's how they know that we sent you. It's very important that they know that we sent you so please write Locked On in there. How Did You Hear About Us box at rockauto.com. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BiltBar.com use the promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your next order. This series against the Brooklyn Nets is going to be over soon. It's just going to be over soon. I hate to say it. I know that Celtics fans, you want to be gung-ho, and look, maybe they'll steal one of these games. Maybe, Maybe they'll steal both. I'd be shocked if they do, but... Maybe they'll take one. But it's very clear that this series is over. But it doesn't mean that this series is a wash. It doesn't mean that this series is is a throwaway. I think there are lessons to be learned here. And like I said before, I hope that Jason Tatum's biggest lesson here is that you can't do it all by yourself. And I was having a conversation with some of the other Lockdown hosts. We do a weekly kind of chat just to kind of catch up and talk about, you know, whatever. And the conversation came up again about Tatum and Luka Doncic. And you know, here's Jason Tatum with a kind of ragtag team and hurt and all of that. And Doncic has a team that's kind of more on the up up and up and and but he look he's still got Tim Hardaway Jr. He has got Porzingis, but Porzingis has been kind of up and down. And and he is able to still get the job done and 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 make his teammates better. And I've compared Luca and and Jason Tatum a lot. I think Luka Doncic is ahead of Jason Tatum as far as his basketball maturity, not person maturity. Like I, I'm not going to speak to them personally, but basketball wise, look, Luca's been doing this since he was a teenager. You know, like the the, the professional. Overseas experience is, is just so different. So Tatum Tatum's been doing this, his path is so different. Luca has been experiencing basketball in a much different way. And Luca's just got this natural ability. Like he's he's very good at manipulating defenses and stuff like that. And Tatum's still he, he's getting better at that. He's certainly getting better at that. He's adding wrinkles all the time to his game. But also he's not quite there as far as being able to just say, okay, I've got this guy in front of me and I'm going to do what I want. I think Tatum still in a lot of instances moves too fast in that regard. And, and look, I'm not going to overlook the times where Luka Doncic isn't, you know, that good either. Like Doncic certainly has his, his, his low points as well. Um, I think Tatum and Doncic, it's an interesting kind of parallel that I just continue to watch season to season. Because Doncic is here, and, and Tatum is just a little step below, you know, just a little bit. You know, Doncic, we're looking at him as a first or second team All-NBA. Tatum is like second or third, or maybe not even on some ballots for All-NBA. Like, Doncic is an All-NBA guy. If he basically is a first-team All-NBA guy. That's just a given. Maybe some, play, some some voters will put him on the second team, but he's there. And Tatum is just kind of like, can he make a team? And so I hope that Tatum learns from this, that selectiveness, trust, trust your teammates. You've got to give the ball up. You have to give the ball up, and eventually you're going to get it back. You have to trust that you're going to get the ball back. And that is incumbent on him to do the passing, and it's incumbent on the other guys to make the right play. Another lesson from this series, and I don't know why this has come up, but can we just drop the they need to trade Jalen Brown conversation? Why has this become a thing? Why has moving Jalen Brown become some why has that entered the discourse at all? I look at this series and I'm thinking, my God, they need Jalen Brown. I don't know how anybody could look at this series and be like, geez, we need to trade Jalen Brown so they can get somebody else in here. Like what? I had somebody suggest Jalen Brown for Donovan Mitchell. What? Like Donovan Mitchell's really good, but also, I'm like, I can't even like get the words out of my mouth. He's he's six one. He's a small guard and Jalen Brown had a better season. And you want these big dynamic wings that do the same things. If, if Donovan Mitchell, who's really damn good, is a star player in this league, you're going to give up a dynamic wing Jalen Brown for small Donovan Mitchell who presents defensive problems? Like, come on, people. Come on. I, I, I just, let's keep cool heads here. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum are the cornerstones of this franchise. They're dynamic wings and the exact types of players that every team in the NBA is dying to get. If if Danny Ainge said, you know what? We're going to trade Jalen Brown. Every team in the NBA would be like, you're going to what? Yes, please. Yes, please. Celtics need Jalen Brown. (laughs) That's a lesson from this series. Kemba Walker is a lesson I, I, I hope that the Celtics can figure out. If they keep Kemba Walker, which they might not, one of the things I think that we're learning, um, that we have learned, we've known, I shouldn't say we've learned from this series, is that unless there's a place to, to just hide Kemba Walker defensively, then the Celtics need to, if they keep him, they need to adjust. Like next season, next playoffs cannot be, Kemba Walker, like he, he needs to adjust, I think to a six man role, I think. And and this isn't to say that Kemba can't play 30 plus minutes or, or, or be everything that he's been, but they just need to adjust where his minutes are and who he's going up against. And that's, that's not a, a necessarily a knock on him. And I, I think that he can be really good in that role. But I think it's time to have that discussion of Kemba Walker as a 6 man, and if they keep Evan Fournier, then Fournier can start, and then the, the rotation you start you Marcus Smart. If they keep Marcus Smart and and start him, and Kemba can come off the bench if that's if those are the, if that's the personnel. But they can't they can't have Kemba in critical moments early in the game when you're trying to establish something, and late in the game when you're trying to close, making defensive mistakes like he's been making. Um, That's just, it is what it is. All right. When I come back, another lesson here, I guess. And just a thing that I was wondering about the offense, Brad Stevens and his offense. We're going to talk about that when I come back. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. So whatever it is that you want to bet on NBA, you can bet on in-game stuff. If you want to hop in at halftime and you think, you know, what's going to happen in the second half. You can do that at BetOnline. You can bet on everything. You can bet on WNBA, like the hoodie that I'm wearing if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, you can anything. International sports, it's all, it's all on BetOnline. You can head on over there, use your laptop or mobile device, check out everything, the signing bonuses, the contest information. Use the promo code On. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus. Locked On gets you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So if you log in, sign up use the promo code locked on you put in $100 as your first deposit $50 welcome bonus with that promo code promo code so don't sit on the sidelines anymore this is your chance to get into the game as all of these nba teams make runs to the playoffs bet online your online sportsbook experts please gamble responsibly built bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market if you go to builtbar.com right on the front page You'll see all of these amazing flavors with all of these great nutritional values. They are so proud of what they put into their product. It's displayed right on the page when you log in. Do you like coconut almond? 180 calories, 18 grams of protein, 5 grams of sugar. Are you into Cherry barcia? 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, 4 grams of sugar. Double chocolate? Same exact thing. That's what Built Bar is all about. Protein bars that taste like candy bars that have these great, like low calorie, high protein, low sugar, low carbs. It's great if you're on a keto diet. These work. If you have nut allergies, plenty of these for you as well. If you go to BuiltBar.com, you'll see all of these different options for you. Mixed boxes so you can try 18 bars that have different flavors so you can pick which one you want. You can do mix and match. They will always put out these different uh, specialty flavors that if you go back to Built Bar on a regular basis, you will find. You can compare Built Bar against some of the most popular protein bars. That's what Built Bar is about. They will put their stuff up against the competition right on their website. Check it out, BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. LOCKED15 gets you 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Be sure to follow our social channels at LOCeltics on Twitter and at LockedOnCeltics on Instagram. Brad Stevens is known as a defensive coach, even though the Celtics defense this year has been bad. Uh, but I think next year it'll be better. Offensively, though, he's had some issues. And I think looking at this series, the thing with Brad's offense is that he he is desperate for a read and react offense, which is a a copy of what the Spurs did in their heyday, like 2014. What the Golden State Warriors did in their runs, um, the problem is the Spurs had Ginobili, Parker, Tim Duncan. The Warriors had Clay, Steph, Draymond, on top of all of the other role players that have been great in those in those years. But Brad Stevens looks at that and says, "That's what I want to be," because it makes sense. It really makes pure basketball sense. Egos put aside when you are like, you can draw up plays and you can draw up any number of basketball plays. I've seen hundreds of basketball plays in my lifetime, just all over the place. There are some great accounts out there that put basketball plays up all over the place and they look amazing. But the one thing that was always impressed upon me by my coaches was that if you see something In these plays, when you're on the floor, that will get you a basket more easily than do it. Because the entire point of these plays is to get you an easy basket. And if you just say, okay, we're running this set. I go here. I set this pick. I roll here. I set that pick. He flares. Blah, 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 blah. That is going to get you basically nowhere because ultimately a defense is going to be like, oh, I recognize that. He's going to do this next. He's going to do this next. If I can anticipate this, I'm going to get a steal. I can at least stop it. I can force a contested shot. If you become too mechanical on offense, you'll suck. Okay, fine. Now, you can run a play. So you run a play and you say, each part of this play is designed for X okay you set a pick that pick is designed to get a guy to come off of that pick but if that guy reads that the defense is playing a certain way he can go cut back door and the point guard or the person with the ball is supposed to be able to see that recognize that make that pass read and react that's the entirety of the other. like read and react isn't even necessarily an offense it's it's a philosophy it's 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 a a guiding principle. Every offense is a reading, read and react offense. In the NBA, if you don't read and react, you're toast. However, I think when it comes to Brad Stevens, and this is just my opinion, I don't know, could be wrong, I feel like he's been chasing this white whale. I've said this before on the podcast. I feel like he's so desperate to get to that basketball nirvana where He's kind of throwing out what's obviously in front of him and what's obviously in front of him is Jason Tatum is an ISO guy or a a ball not ball stopping I mean maybe I'll just say ball stopping because he generally will like to survey the offense now when he's at his best he's made quick decisions and so we can emphasize the quick decisions but I think also you need to understand we're looking at it these, these guys have their tendencies. And I don't want to get away from people's tendencies if those tendencies end up building up to the end result, which is a basket, right? Jason Tatum is Jason Tatum. And if you're going to build a team around Jason Tatum, then just embrace everything Jason Tatum is and just try to maximize all of the things that he's trying to do. And just hope that you can eliminate those mid-range possibilities, but... And and I'll, I'll say this, the Daniel Tice seal play is actually an example of this. So I don't think that Brad Stevens is incapable of this. He's had decent offenses before. I think he just needs to embrace, just embrace this. Next season, the Celtics need to just embrace this a little bit more and just run more Tatum centric plays with, and, and this is on Danny Ainge. Tons of shooting around him. You just got to make sure that like open up the shooting and hopefully Robert Williams can be a guy that is reliable, can play 30 plus minutes a game, can be a guy that is, is an integral part of the offense. That certainly helps, but get Tatum, find ways to just use Tatum's tendencies and build your offense around that. Because There's no Duncan. There's no Draymond. And you can say, well, maybe Robert Williams can, if you squint and have a few drinks, a little Draymond light in there. Ball mover, defensive anchor. You know, sure. He's not Draymond Green at all. Different, completely different players. But at their core, you can be like, well, he moves the ball, he passes the ball, get him in the high post. He can hit the backdoor cutter. But... There's still no, there's no elements on this Boston team. They're going to do all of the things that Brad Stevens wants. No one on this team is going to do all of those things. Those 14 Spurs, those Golden State Warriors teams that are just awesome. There's there's no Celtic. There's no combination of Celtics that's going to recapture that. It's time to move on, I think, from that element of the offense. and. Just give it more structure. Just Brad wants it, I think, to be more free-flowing. And I think it just needs to be more structure. Just give, give it more structure. Let Tatum work off that structure. Let Jalen work off that structure. And then whoever else is around can support that. All right, well, I'll be back for the Friday show. And get ready for... A weekend that could be, damn, this could be the final weekend of the Boston Celtics season. I don't know why it just hit me, but this is it. When we start, when you go to work on Monday, that could be it. Or no, Tuesday, right? Monday's a holiday. I have no clue what day it is anymore. (laughs) The next time you go back to work, the Boston Celtics, after this week, could be done. And we could be squarely in the offseason, which, hey... Still going to be Monday through Friday, at least for a good chunk of the offseason. Eventually, as the things as the season slows down, probably in July or August, as we get into the dead of the the offseason, I'll go to three days a week, but still three days a week. Uh, but offseason stuff, draft stuff, all of that is going to be a huge part of the offseason. So make sure you're subscribed because I'll be giving you content. The Celtics might be going on vacation, but... I won't be. I'll be here giving you podcasts five days a week. I'll do it on YouTube. I'll do it on your regular podcast app. So wherever you can subscribe to the Boston Celtics, to the Lockdown Celtics podcast, please do so. Rate and review. The five-star stuff, the, the ratings, the, the reviews are, are really huge. If you can do that, it really does help. Think of it as a like Yelp thing. When you go to a restaurant, when you're looking for a new restaurant, And you look at the Yelp reviews, right? Like that's the thing that you do. Oh, what's this restaurant like? Let me see what the reviews are like. It's the same thing. I'm producing things that people will consume. And if you're new to this, you're going to want to see what do the reviews say? What are the ratings like? So that's why every podcast host is asking you like the, the, like desperately, please, please, please. And that's why. So please do that. And share the podcast when you have the opportunity. Tell your friends, tell everybody that they should be listening to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.